Welcome to the Speak English Fearlessly podcast. This is the place to learn how to speak English fearlessly. Every week I'll share tips, practical exercises, and inspiring stories from people just like you who are working to speak English, well, fearlessly. Who am I? Well, my name is Aaron Nelson. I taught English for over 16 years in Mexico City. During that time, I also became fluent in Spanish, and I know exactly what it feels like to try and learn a new language. I know how terribly frustrating it can be because it feels like it's taking forever to make progress. And I know how many times you feel like giving up. And I know how lonely it can be when you can't communicate with anyone around you easily because of your language skills. So if you are wanting to grow your English skills and speak English fearlessly, then my friend, this is the place for you. Hey, come closer. That's right, lean in here for a minute. I want to tell you something. Ready? I struggle with overthinking things a lot. I struggle with loud self-doubt when I'm trying something new. And sometimes, a lot of times, I let fear of making a mistake or fear of failing, well, I let it hold me back and keep me from moving forward, even when I know I need to be going forward. Does that ever happen to you? in your day-to-day life, or when you're trying to improve and use your English skills? And I bet you know this to be true. Those fears and the negative voices in your head sure get louder when you're trying to do something new, don't they? I know those feelings well because, as I said before, I experience them frequently. Maybe you do too. Maybe you feel those feelings, especially around your ability to use English. Well, today, I want to share a little story with you. As you hear this story, my hope is that you feel like you're not alone, because fear tends to make you feel that way. Alone. Like you're the only one. And I want you to know that there is a way forward through those fears, and I hope that this story will encourage you to not give up but to keep going in spite of what you are feeling today about yourself or about your English skills. Back in 2005, I was living in Mexico City with my wife and family. I was working as an English teacher for a company that specialized in business English, which is basically just helping large multinational companies train their employees to use English for their work. At the time, I was full-time with this teaching company, and I had the majority of my classes all with one client, which was fantastic because that meant most of the time I only had to travel to one location to give a series of classes. It was pretty easy. But all of a sudden, things in my world got flipped upside down. From one day to the other, this big client where I was working 
decided that they had to cancel all of their English classes immediately. And to this day, I still don't know why it happened, but happened, it did. And I quickly found myself without work and with a family I had to help support. Now, thankfully, my lovely wife was working full time. And so we were able to still have money coming in. But let me tell you, that was a scary moment for me. But that moment also became one of the most important ones of our life. It was when we decided to start our own business, teaching English. But it also became one of the biggest battles with self-doubt, negative self-talk, and fear that I have ever faced. It was nasty. Lots of imposter syndrome. Who am I to teach someone English? I thought to myself, almost daily. How can you run your own company? You've never done that before. And then there's this one. Look at all the competition around you, because in Mexico City, there's lots of companies that specialize in teaching English. And in my head, I would see those big, shiny-looking companies and think to myself, why would anyone want to pick me? That fear was loud and in my face pretty much every single day. And its sole objective was to keep me from moving forward in order to protect myself from failing. But you know what? I learned how to take action, even when I was feeling afraid. It wasn't easy. The success I was working for did not happen overnight. In fact, it took us a full year of networking and of calling potential clients daily to land our first big corporate client. A full year. And that first client came because of a direct introduction by a former student I had worked with who introduced me and my business to one of his best friends who was the CEO of a major insurance company. Even with that introduction, it took us a year to open business with that company. So yeah, it was hard, my friends. But we worked hard, and eventually, slowly but surely, our business began to grow to the point where we employed a team of 16 teachers and had clients all over Mexico City. I share this story with you not to boast. Far from it. I want to share with you that everyone feels afraid when they try to do or learn something new. Just like what you are working so hard to do right now with your English. Everyone feels afraid. Everyone has that negative self-talk telling them they can't do this, that they're a failure. Give up. But you know something? The ones who succeed, those who become fluent in English, aren't the ones who are fearless. They aren't the ones who are somehow born without that negative self-talk. Nope. 
The ones who become fluent in English are the ones who learn how to push through the fear that they feel by acting in spite of how they feel. Here's what I hope I can leave with you today. Be action-oriented with your English. Here's what I mean by that. Realize that you are in control of how much and how fast you learn. It's not up to you getting in class with a teacher. Classes and working with an English teacher do help. But if you aren't focused on engaging with English every single day outside of class, you won't be able to make the progress you're looking for. Action-oriented means doing things daily, in English, on purpose, to help you grow. The second thing I want to leave you with, don't let fear and negative self-talk keep you from moving forward. Go back to point one that I just shared with you. Act, even though you feel afraid. The more you do, the quieter your fear and negative self-talk will become. It likely won't go away completely, but when you are action-oriented, they will begin to have less power over you. Are you afraid of making mistakes when you try to use your English? Do you worry about what people will think about your accent? Or that vocabulary word that maybe you didn't use correctly? Don't let embarrassment stop you. Instead, learn what you can do to take control of embarrassment and make it work for you and not against you. To find out how, just go to selpipsuccess.com forward slash no shame and grab your free guide that will help you take control of embarrassment instead of it taking control of you. That's sellpipsuccess.com forward slash no shame. Grab your free copy of our guide today. And now it's time for something completely different. If you're preparing to take the Cellpip exam, then this section is for you. During each podcast episode, I'm going to take a few minutes to talk about a different section of the exam and give you some ideas and tips to help you get ready for this important exam. And even if you're not taking the exam, you might just pick up some helpful ideas. So feel free to keep listening. And if you have no interest in getting ready for an exam called the CELPIP, well, don't worry. I'll see you in the next episode. We're going to have a little talk about writing task two, responding to a survey. In writing task two of the CELPIP, you will need to express an opinion and provide detailed support for your point of view. To do that effectively, here are seven things that you need to keep in mind. Number one, make sure you read all the instructions of the question carefully. That's right. Read all the instructions carefully. I know you're thinking, this is a silly point. But hear me out. One of the most common mistakes 
that test takers make is that they think they understand what they need to do without carefully reading through the full set of instructions. You see, that leads to point number two. In order to get good results in your writing section, you need to respond to the entire question, which includes many times subtasks. Ah, that's why it's important to read all the instructions carefully. If you immediately jump from reading the first part of your instructions and you think, okay, I know exactly what I need to do, and you start to write, and you miss the little sub-tasks, my friend, you won't get full marks for that answer. So do yourself a favor. Make sure you read the entire question carefully. Point number three, when you're done reading the complete question with its subtasks, make sure you pull out that piece of paper that you got when you walked into that test center. That's your note paper. It's there for you to brainstorm. And what that means is you're going to have a little bit of time to think about what you need to say before you start typing. And it's really important that you take a minute or two to do this. You don't have to write long sentences. In fact, you don't even have to write in sentences if you don't want to. What you write on that paper is just for you. You won't need to turn it in. You won't be graded on it. But it's there to help get your mind organized. It's there to help you get your thinking organized. So as soon as your time starts and you've read through that question carefully, start putting down bullet points of all the things that you can think of that will help you answer that question, including how you're going to answer the subtasks. Put it in bullet points, one word answers, as much as you possibly can in about two minutes time, and then start writing you will find that it will be easier for you to organize your ideas if you brainstorm first. You'll also find that it will be easier for you to write your target number of words of 150 to 200 words max. If you don't brainstorm, you might find yourself running out of things to say before the 150-200 word target is achieved. And my friend, you will lose points if you do that. If you finish too soon, or if you go over the 200-word count, yep, you'll be docked. You'll lose points for that. So like I said before, do yourself a favor, slow down, and take a minute or two just to brainstorm before you actually start answering the question. Point number four, always use your own words. Never memorize someone else's. Never try to use a template. Use your English, your voice, your ideas. The CELPIP exam is meant to measure your ability to use English for everyday situations. Your ability, not somebody else's. Point number five. Don't copy multiple words or even the entire question 
that you were asked in your answer. Go right into answering the question. Don't repeat the question in your answer. Number six, try your best to vary your vocabulary. Don't repeat the same words over and over again. Try to use different words, a variety of words. And finally, make sure you're using the correct tone. Don't be rude. Don't use big words trying to impress the evaluators, like sir or madam. Don't use that too much, or at all. Maybe you've heard it said before, write like you speak. Be natural. That's all it's trying to say. Be natural, but be careful with tone. I hope these seven points help you prepare for the CELPIP writing task two, responding to a survey. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Speak English Fearlessly podcast. I hope you feel inspired to keep putting yourself out there to grow your English skills. My friend, no matter what, don't let fear or embarrassment hold you back from growing and developing your English skills. Remember, you can make embarrassment work for you and not against you. To find out how, just go to www.selpipsuccess.com forward slash no shame to grab your free guide that will help you take control of embarrassment instead of it controlling you. That's www.selpipsuccess.com forward slash no shame. A link will be in the show notes, just in case. And I'll see you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening. Bye. My friend, are you struggling right now with your selfie prep? Does it feel like you're lost and everyone around you knows what they're doing except you? Don't be afraid to ask for help. And if you don't have someone to ask, um, hello, I'm here. And I'm not even waiting for you to ask for help. I'm inviting you to come and work with me. I'm an experienced English teacher and certified CELPIT trainer, and I can help you prepare for your exam. So if you're ready to stop feeling overwhelmed with what to study next for the CELPIP exam, and if you're ready to get friendly support and encouragement when you're having a hard time, then today is the day for you to connect with me. I want to work with you. Just go to www.selpipsuccess.com forward slash listener. And you'll get a 25% discount when you join the Selpip Success School. I'll put a link for that in my show notes. But that link again is selpipsuccess.com forward slash listener. And you will get a 25% discount. The Selpip Success School combines weekly assignments that you can do on your own with unlimited support from me, as well as weekly live coaching calls. Let's work together and conquer the CELPIP exam.